Alex. Yeah. We set a friendship record. We did? Yeah. What what did we do? We saw each other like three days in a row. Really? Oh yeah. my gosh, that's right. Saturday, Sunday, and now today. Oh man. I, don't I didn't even realize. <laughs> I don't think we've ever done that before. <laughs> awesome. Can well, you recall a time when we've done that before? Mm, no. We didn't go to camp together, so no, I don't I don't High five. Yeah. Friendship record. <laughs> Anyway, so over those couple days uh, that we spent time together, we did some amazing things. On Saturday, uh, you invited myself and my wife over and a few other couples, and we had pizza and hung out at your place. It was really nice. It was our first uh, annual Lego challenge. Ooh, that's right. And guess who won that Lego challenge? I did, clearly. No, I won. Yours sucked. No, mine was technically sound. Whatever. It doesn't matter. It's all about the creativity. So let's give the, the, the listeners at home uh, a little you know, rundown of what we did. So basically, we said to ourselves, we got lots of vehicle parts in this bin of Lego. So let's all well, that create. Was the, that was the mode. To, like, that was the challenge was yeah, vehicle. So create a vehicle, a Lego vehicle. And so everybody, you know, there was three contenders, myself, uh, you, Jason, and then our buddy, Matt, who's a youth guy. So obviously, he's built something ridiculous. And I built what is probably one of my greatest Lego creations. I, it's called. It was called the Steve Irwin Memorial Dune Buggy. It was pretty awesome. And it's basically like this dune buggy that I created that had like this thing on the back that you that helped catch crocodiles. So that yeah. was well. I mean, I had built a post Trump apocalypse <laughs> train <laughs> that was powered by wind energy. My minifigs had double heads. <laughs> And this vehicle is to help them search out bodies in the rubble of what's left of America. Wow. <laughs> wow. Anyway, so then we built all of our, we built our vehicles and then we presented them to our wives to say, you guys need to choose which ones you like the best. And each of our wives picked not our vehicle. Yeah. Your wife picked mine. My wife actually picked Matt's. And then Matt's wife picked yours because she probably thought it was funny. Anyway, no, she thought it was awesome. So what we had that what we had there was a three-way tie. So what did we do? We left it up to the baby. We left it up to my daughter Ada to pick one. So we put all of our creations on the carpet in front of us and whichever one she crawled to, that would be the one that would win. And sure enough, Jason, who did she pick? She picks her daddy. She picked a piece of yours after my kid had punched it. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't matter. She picked it. Yeah. Uh, anyway, what? Uh, also on Sunday we did something kind of incredible. It was bizarre. Yeah, I guess that's the only thing you can call it is bizarre. <laughs> we played at a funeral together. Yep. A gentleman uh, had uh, passed away, and the widow had a very interesting request. What? What was the request, Jason? That we play some classic rock, oh. <laughs> some Led Zeppelin, and Sweet Home Alabama at her husband's funeral. And so if you've if you've ever listened to the podcast before, especially episode six, we talked about how we go into prisons and we we play classic rock music for inmates. Now, somehow or another, this has gotten out to the general church public, maybe through our podcast. But now I feel like there's been a few times that People that have died, their 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 families have requested that we play classic rock music at their funeral. So it was just really weird because usually when I play those songs, I go all out. Yeah. And you just go all out regardless because you just have so much fun playing music. 
I was very reserved. And it's weird because it's like, yay, we're playing these cool, fun songs, but there's somebody dead in a box next yeah. to us. Did you look at the people while you were playing at all? I did, but I also didn't want to. Like, yeah. I wanted to play with my back to the crowd the whole time and be like, nobody's well, out there. Nobody's in mourning right now. Well, that's the thing about about doing funeral. I mean, I've never like officiated a funeral, but that's what they they taught us was you're speaking to the people who are in the room, right? And we were playing for the people who are were in the room, which it seemed like a really laid back family. Obviously, yeah. we're playing you know some classic rock at this funeral, but they seemed to be like into it. Like I saw a lot of smiles, and the the widow was recording it on her phone. <laughs> which was which was different it was just different that's all i can say about it one of the things that i'm i'm really appreciative of our church and uh the some of the leaders in our church is the fact that they recognize that when people are hurting they want to love people in the best way that they can and some of those ways are unusual yeah. Like if our pastor hears that the the deceased is like a particular is a fan of a particular sports team, he'll wear that jersey at the funeral. And as while he's given his sermon, he's preaching in a Lions jersey or a Tigers jersey, and it's just interesting because usually, you know, the pastor goes up there, he preaches a sermon and he was wearing a suit and tie and it's very uh just professional and like a uh, solemn occasion and we don't really do that at our church. Yeah. It kind of gets a little crazy at times, I think. But, hey, whatever whatever they want, you know? It was just funny, our pastor saying, I'm going to pray, and then we're going to play Led Zeppelin. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I've never said that before. Yeah, so that's a first. So another first for us, Jason, is we are going to be interviewing some podcast favorites of mine. The Inglorious Pastors. Yes, that's exactly right. Those guys are hilarious. They are hilarious. And I'm so looking forward to Skyping with them because I, I think it's just going to be hilarious. And there are three guys that were former pastors and now they kind of, I don't, you know, I don't know what they do. So, I mean, I'm sure we'll find out in the interview now. But they've kind of started this podcast and they've kind of through their podcast have kind of created this online community a pastor's pub they a call pastor's it. pub i've never listened to a a podcast that's made me more thirsty than theirs because <laughs> they're constantly on there reviewing like craft beers they start off each show by, with what they're drinking <laughs> i hope you guys enjoy the interview it's going to be a really fun one this is not your pastor's podcast All right. Well, everybody, welcome back to Not Your Pastors Podcast. We have the Inglorious Pastors on, and they are made up of Matt Polly. Hello. Brad Polly. Hi. And Michael McButt Smuggling Basinger. <laughs> <laughs> hello. Hello, hello. We approve. <laughs> yes. So Jason oh, told yeah. me about your guys' podcast. And I had, oh, you know, never listened to you guys before, so I picked like five episodes at random to listen to. Oh gosh! And they were all had to do like everything in like the newsfeed had something to do with butts and yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah it's a popular topic. Yeah, we we try to. <laughs> it's one of our greatest. Days. We're trying to reform our ways. <laughs> I'm, but, I'm not sure how that really sells us, but like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. these guys are into butts. So, hey. like, 
somehow our downloads just went down. <laughs> but at Liter- the same people literally retracted their downloads. <laughs> but if you think about if it, it goes back. They're, they're into butt stuff. Yes. <laughs> the basic premise of like when, you know, you're growing up and you're like a little kid and you thought all the potty jokes were funny. Now, you know. We're in our 20s and 30s and 40s, and it's like, dude, those things are still funny. I don't care. Still, still funny. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> My kids are going through it really bad right now. Like, I've got a, a an, an eight and a six and a, and a four-year-old, and that's all there. It's just potty talk. Like, yeah, I've got nonstop. a 10. Yeah, I've got a 10-year-old, an eight-year-old, and a four-year-old. My oh, four- so we're in the same wheelhouse. Yeah, yeah, man. My four-year-old came into the kitchen tonight and said, Ezra, who's my 10-year-old, Ezra called me a butthole. <laughs> Great. That's fantastic. And then he just kept saying it. Butthole. Yeah. Hole. It's like, all right. Enough. I can't really think about my dad. And then he leaves the room and my wife and I are friggin' dying laughing. Yeah, I can't really so. think about when my dad told butt jokes. Like, I don't remember him. I always remember <laughs> this him. This interview's off to a great being start. Like, oh, it's fine. <laughs> being like so straight, straight edge. Like, yeah. not even, not, like, he he does butt jokes now. Now that he's older. I said my dad tells more butt jokes now than he ever did. Yeah. He's almost what, sixty-five. Yeah. Butt jokes yeah. are like wine. They just they, they get better. <laughs> they get better. They really do. Yeah. That's very well done. Oh my God. Great correlation. <laughs> it was yeah. bad though because we just went down to Indiana for Thanksgiving. That's where most of my uh, family's from. Well, I guess not. They're from all over, but we meet in Indiana because it's like the halfway point for everybody. And what? uh, what's that? Where at? Uh, Monrovia. It's a small little. Oh, that's, shoot, man! Dude, you that is like... literally fifteen minutes from where we're. Are you yeah. serious? Where oh, are you guys at? Like, see, you could have had beer at my house. Fifteen and you just minutes. Totally didn't even tell us. Well, that's nuts. We stayed a town over at my cousin's house, and I can't think of the name of it. Mooresville, I think. Oh my uh, god! Man. Fifteen minutes. I used to work. In <laughs> it's in the same county. Uh, <laughs> I worked in Mooresville for eight and a half years. Yeah, yeah. you're literally like twenty minutes down the road. From wow. The road from us. Matt's wife worked in uh, Monrovia, didn't she? Work in Monrovia? Waverly, Waverly, which is sort of, much, yeah. sort of Monrovia. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, that's nuts. Yeah. yeah, I mean. Uh, so next time you're in town, you yeah, need to hit us hit up. Us up. <laughs> we know all the great bars. We were down there, and uh, my kids are all like fart jokes that's all like all they know and i'm like i'm with all these family members who who, whose kids are not allowed to say fart and i'm like my kids are like the worst thing on the planet earth right now to them i I say worst and what you really mean is bad i know it yes you're exactly right (laughs) because i'm i'm trying so hard not to laugh at them so i'm really curious because i've i've listened to you guys' podcast now for you know i probably listened to about a dozen episodes or so and what I'm getting from <laughs> you have, you've wasted so much of your life. That's like I'm, twelve hours. Like I'm 20 at work. Hours of wasted life. I'm at work and I sit at a machine all day, so I just download a bunch of podcasts and yeah, enough, just roll yeah. with it. But you guys grew up in the church, and you had even said like, "Hey, my dad never told fart jokes or butt jokes back in the day." Is that because yeah. of your guys? Did you guys grow up in like kind of more strict kind of Christian homes growing up? Yeah, my yeah. my dad was a was an elder in our church. Um, my, my, two of my brothers went to Bible school, Bible college, Bible school, same Same thing, thing. (laughs) um, went to Bible college. Um, and it was kind of like the family trade, man. Um, my dad, I believe is actually ordained, but he wasn't actually, um, a pastor, but two of my other brothers are ordained. Um, all of us are not in the ministry now. Um, but yeah, totally, totally grew up in church. Um, and that's actually how I met my my BFF Matt here. 
Uh, yeah, Brad and I were the same way. I mean, from the womb. I mean, we were. Yeah, we my were first church. church service was six days old. Yeah, six wow. days old. And never we we were there on Sundays, Wednesdays, Wednesdays, Sunday nights, Sunday nights. I mean, it was just kind of what we did, and we didn't know any different. It and it wasn't bad. I mean, no, I mean, looking back, that's a it's a lot of good memories. Yeah, I mean, I, all know. my best friends were not in my high school. All my best friends went to my youth group, which were in a different high school. So, like, that's where my friends were. That's where my community was, and I wouldn't have called it that at the time but that's what it was um and i don't regret any of that i mean that's where you know richard Rohr talks about transcending and including your past i mean yeah. i don't i don't agree with much of what i believed back then but that's part of who i am so i think it was richard Rohr who said uh growing up in uh fundamentalism is good because it gives you something to revolt against yeah essentially yeah. Richard Rohr. Yeah, yeah it gives you it, it gives you boundaries and that kind of thing yeah. so yeah i mean we we definitely grew up. I mean, it wasn't cultish. Like we're not. It was evangelicalism. Yeah, I mean, it was just your classic evangelicalism. Yeah. The church is the same as it was then. Now, you know what I mean. My yeah. parents still go there. My grandparents don't because they're they did, but they don't because they're just they can't get out of the house. They're ninety one so and can't get out of the house. Um, oh, wow. But you know, they were all elders. My dad, my grandpa were elders. Brad and I were junior deacons. We were junior deacons. Ooh, acolytes. Junior deacons. Acolytes. acolytes. Yeah. That's going back pretty far. We lit the friggin' candles. Man, I didn't even know that existed. I was on the yeah. student leadership council as well. Yeah, I, I mean, we were. You know, we were. We did the whole thing. It's. It's. That was our upbringing. Yeah, I mean, it was. It was very conservative. And our parents still like. <laughs> Matt made the mistake of sending our podcast to our dad once. Oh, oh no. no. <laughs> and it was a it was bad. It was bad. It was real bad. That yeah. took two that took two or three days to sort of like knock that back down yeah. a couple notches. Brad quit the podcast. It was a thing. Yeah. It was bad. <laughs> it was bad. It was bad. Um Man. so they're still they're still very conservative. Um and don't really get us. Like they don't at understand all. where we're coming from at all. Yeah. They don't understand why we haven't been in church in almost two years. They don't understand. Yeah. They understand this podcast, the fact that we're actually trying to help people and are doing that. Like they just, there's just, it's just a, there's a language disconnect there, I think, between. Do, would they consider you lost, do you think? <laughs> I don't think they would ever, I don't think they would ever say it. And I don't think our well, dad would. Well, mom did, but I but think she was our going, mom. She was going to have heart surgery, so. Um, yeah. She was heavily doped, heavily drugged <laughs> Our up Our mom was heavily sedated going into heart surgery. And what was the exact comment? Uh, creation, I believe. I didn't believe in a six-day creation. I was going to hell for it. So. Yeah, it was yeah. really... Uh, I was going to say, do you ever catch them like trying to save you? Like, no. Well, <laughs> my mom is, is more focused on saving my kids. Like, yeah. Yeah. catch her with the, with the Noah's Ark book. That's kind of where we're at, too. Our Noah's Ark book. Oh, man. Our, like, dad, our dad last night just sent Matt and I a text. He's like, the best gift you could give us for Christmas, would give me for Christmas, would be for your uh, families to join us on either Christmas Eve or Christmas service. And I'm like, damn it. Like, yeah. Is the last thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What do you do with so, that? Like, oh man, yeah, I don't know. Probably. Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. See, like, can I, can I just get you a Dick Sporting Goods gift card? Like, <laughs> just. I mean, gosh. So yeah, I mean, I think I don't think they would ever say it. Um, I don't think my I don't think our dad really thinks that way, but I think our mom, in her heart yeah. of hearts, really kind of th- thinks. But really, straight. when it comes to Dick Sporting Goods, are your son's eternal <laughs> salvation? I mean, seriously. <laughs> See, Which is it's better. a new pair of shoes, refereeing shoes, or uh, your son's eternal. Yeah, our dad referees basketball, so yeah. Yeah, yeah. I I totally feel you though, because my uh, my wife she grew up in a church of Christ, and I grew up Baptist, yeah. so um, 
of course, when I met the girl, I chased the girl to whatever church she goes to, you know? Absolutely, <laughs> yeah. She, uh, we, we ended up leaving there because it was, that particular Church of Christ was, at that particular time, uh, was not good for us. Uh, but, yeah, to, to about 300 people on the other side of town, I'm considered apostate. Like, it's in an official letter. Sure. Yep, and it doesn't yeah. matter like they literally wrote a letter about that yeah they did i'm sorry buddy that's yeah uh, like, so like i feel, I feel like, you like cause... i feel like that's actually your ticket to heaven uh, yeah like, if we're honest, <laughs> you need to frame that's what yeah you need to do. i have that <laughs> on my living room wall that's fantastic <laughs> so i mean it's like I, I need to write our home church and see if they would write a letter of, <laughs> yeah they probably so would pretty sure heaven is filled with heretics i <laughs> know yes. about the time we show up to their uh, christmas eve service they go yeah yes that's not right yeah <laughs> so right. go ahead and just write us off yeah it's just one of those things like you you meet somebody like I saw one of those church members at like a Jimmy John's and he's already, he's already got that look in his eyes. Like, Oh, this is, this is Jason, the apostate and he's lost. What can I say? Like he's mean mugging you. And it doesn't matter. Like on a t-shirt, man, Jason, the apostate. No no more Jason and the Argonauts, Jason and the apostates. Absolutely. Dear Lord, please. Thank you for this Chipotle. (laughs) And please save Jason. Who's over there on the other table. (laughs) Right. Uh, oh man! Sorry. Uh, yeah, that is very awkward. It's brutal. Like it doesn't matter. Like how many prisons you preach at, or jails you preach at, or drug recovery homes, or anything like that. It doesn't matter what you do after that pa- fact. You don't like, believe. You don't believe the right stuff. You don't believe in the right doctrines, and you're out. And it's yep, just yeah. you're no yep. longer part of the insular bubble. And I mean, for it wasn't as hard for me. It was harder for my wife because her family is still really tied to it. And yep. so for her, it's a family thing. For me, it's not at all. But like yep. all of her friends from childhood, she doesn't talk to them anymore. And this is going on like four years. And it's just, it's really brutal. Yeah, that's hard. It's yeah. hard. Yeah, it I can sucks. definitely, definitely relate. I mean, I went to the same church till I was in my, my mid twenties and it's, it was like almost like a divorce. I broke up with people that prayed for me when I was a kid. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's a bizarre world and somehow, um, you know, hopefully there's still You went still to the same church me. and then you tied yourself to me. And then yeah, that, was, <laughs> that was the end of that. Yeah. Good call, buddy. Yeah. You hit your, hit your cart to the poly horse and yeah. you are screwed. <laughs> Thanks for wrecking my life. Yeah. Going to burn up like a dying supernova. <laughs> oh, my gosh. But anyway, so not only did you guys grow up in kind of conservative Christian homes, but you guys were pastors, too. Yes. So, yes. That's so, Michael, were you Matt, a pastor, too, or just, just Matt and Brad? Uh, I was a worship pastor. Oh, so, okay. Um, so those, no, those half count. So, so, so not a <laughs> he gets so, half credit. Half, half credit. Pastor. He's a glorified guitar player. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yep. uh, Matt, Matt, and I were. I am ordinated though. Youth the, pastors for about the dark net. I don't know, close to fifteen the years. Dark net. Count, well, no, if you count sort of the uh, part-time stuff in college that we yeah, were sort of in charge, thirteen, fifteen years, oh, way too long. Um, <laughs> A lot of overnights in hotels. Oh, my God. Like, I have yeah. friends that are still in it, and I'm like, I don't know how uh, in the world you do it. Um, I'd have murdered every one of them by now. Yeah, so we we were <laughs> – Matt and I – yeah, I know. I'm just being honest. I'm just going to be honest. No, yeah, that's good. Yeah. Um, have you ever seen the movie uh, – uh, what is it uh, with Jack Nicholson? Um, as good as it gets. As good as it gets. gets. No, as good as it gets when yeah. the kids are running toward him yelling his name. He just goes, shut up, kids. That would be me now. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Man, you got but, out at the right uh, time. We man. were, yeah, we were in it for a while, and then uh, I started my deconstruction. This is Brad. I started my deconstruction. I remember sitting in my uh, 
office as a really new youth pastor. This was probably 2002, maybe 2003, early 2003. And I went, I grew up the non-denominational Christian church. So it was baptism by immersion only. And if you weren't, you know, good luck. Getting Um, dunked, man. Yeah. And so that was like the main doctrine I grew up with. Like that was it. Like that was your salvation. So I remember sitting in my office and going, wait, that means Mother Teresa is in hell. Oh, man. I'm not really sure I can get behind that. <laughs> yeah. And that was really like that moment. I'll never forget it. It was kind of a watershed moment. Really started it. Uh, we had a friend, a good friend that was at the time getting his master's degree who ended up getting his PhD who was reading some very advanced stuff that was sending – we were having conversations and um, starting to become a little more critical of what we grew up with. Mm-hmm. And then Matt and I went to a... And that was hard. Like, that was... Like, it was. I mean, he was our best friend. He still is. He was in my wedding. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. I mean, he... And that I was, talked to him on the phone today, as a matter of fact. Yeah, it was, it was really hard. Yeah. I mean, because he was asking questions that were 10 years ahead of what the time we were asking them. And, but it was good, because it, it, really, it really brought a lot of things into question for me, especially, you know, the, the LGBT question. I remember that being pretty profound for me is... Him questioning that whole notion. That took a long time for it us. It took a long time. Yeah. I mean, it took a good decade for that to sort yeah. of come around to where it is now. Um, but that was really good. I mean, I really owe him a we owe him a huge debt for that. Yeah. And then uh, we went in either what was it about two thousand four? Uh, we went to we were at yeah. a youth pastors conference, a youth specialties conference in St. Louis because that's what you did as youth ministers. Yeah, and picked up a pamphlet. Just some everybody was just handing you free crap at these things. <laughs> And this <laughs> random camp from Wisconsin, Honey Rock Camp, passed out their flyer, and we grabbed it. Um, like, okay, thanks. You did, and you did. Yeah, you, you and sh- it had you shot a, me a message. And this was when Rob Bell was really sort of bursting on the scene, really new. Yeah. Um, and it had said that he would be at a um, like a four or five day conference that he was in charge of at this honey rock camp it's in northern Wisconsin. So I mean, like it's in, in the woods, middle of nowhere, in the woods. Yeah. yeah. And Matt and I were like, let's go. It was like 250 bucks. plus we had to get ourselves there, so we just got in a van and My went van. up there, mm-hmm. and it changed. It, it simultaneously, in fact, we, we, emailed, we uh, interviewed Rob recently. We got a we're yeah, very yeah, episode. That, that and we told epic. him, we were like, you simultaneously, like that trip was the best trip of our lives, and it ruined our lives. Mm-hmm. Um, that, was like, the be- that was the beginning of, of the end it was. for and professional we, ministry. We sat, we sat in the... We had a cabin to ourselves. Like there were only twenty people, maybe, yeah, maybe twenty people at this thing, and it was us and Rob Bell. He would talk for eight, eight my, or nine so, hours a day. For, my claim to fame that my friend makes fun of me for is I serve French toast to Rob Bell. We would just sit and mm-hmm. eat meals together, and then he would talk for eight or nine hours a day, like off and it was on. Wonderful. Wow. Um, I've still got the notes to all that. And we went to our cabin. I remember one night we looked at each other like it's never going to be the same. Mm-hmm. Like it was you just knew. Huh. The road that we were going down was probably going to be the end for us. Completely, at some point. it completely changed how I understood following Jesus. Like, and that's that's about as simple as yeah. I can put it. Like, it changed yeah. so much more. It changed literally what I how I understood following Jesus. Yeah. the The cool thing about it is we went back and we started teaching some of the stuff to our our teenagers without fully understanding what we were. And teaching, holy really. crap, they ate it alive. Yeah, they huh. did. I loved it. Uh-huh. And the our groups grew and. That not was the just beginning in, of the end. It was, and not just a number, but really the kids were asking questions. But it was what you realize is there were questions that the kids already had. 
but that you were giving them a space to ask them and it was just so refreshing it was great but man like did the leaders hate that crap like Mm -hmm. and so we just kind of found ourselves yeah we found ourselves more and more at odds with the leadership of our respective churches um jesus isn't church friendly in case you haven't noticed yeah (laughs) no seriously and Matt got fired. Long story short, well, my first no, he was first, asked to resign. The first church I went to, I was at for five years. I left and I left of my own right. volition because I felt like I'd reached a point where I couldn't right. go. I couldn't take what I was doing any further. Right. And so I left. We left on good terms. A lot of great people there. Still contact with them. Wonderful. Yeah, I did a Matt a huge solid and 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 hired him on to the church. Yeah, where you were on fired. the committee. You. Asshole. <laughs> so I so I went to this other church thinking, okay, it's a bigger church, maybe more a little bit more progressive. It wasn't, um, and I was there two years and got canned. Yeah, yeah so. and it, that in that process from the the Rob Bell thing to it was for you it was a little bit less than me. Like you got fired mm-hmm. before I I ended up voluntarily resigning. I was I basically burned out because I was living a double life for a few years. Yeah, you know I had to toe the party line to keep my job, but internally i just i wasn't that person um and i was starting to just become more vocal with the leadership and they were starting to get a little more pissed off at me about some of my stances on things and so finally i just burned out and they put me on a sabbatical for a month paid which was really nice of them yeah (laughs) and um uh about a week into that sabbatical i looked at my wife and like i'm done like it was like a weight was gone like i can't do this anymore and so we quit youth ministry. Um, long story short, I tried to start two churches and failed at both of them. <laughs> and here we are. Um, but that's, you know, a long years, a years long process. Um, but yeah, that's, that's kind of how we were in ministry and then not in ministry and then whatever this is yeah. that we do now. <laughs> For me, it was a little, a little shorter. Um, it's not as, I didn't get fired. I, I, I left in a revolt. Well, you weren't in a, <laughs> "Quote unquote professional paid." Yeah, I was volunteer. Yeah. Oh, for, you didn't play like um, a protest song one Sunday. Sings <laughs> 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 Dylan, and they're like, "Get out!" It's <laughs> seeing uh, a Crowder song, and they asked me never to sing it again because it was too rambunctious. So, <laughs> oh my gosh! Uh, which one was that? Uh, the, I was there for that. I will dance. I will sing. That's right. I played electric for that one. Uh, undignified. Yeah. 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 VBS. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Really pissed. Very VBS. Don't want those kids to get too rambunctious. Yep. You know. <laughs> um, keep I, them down and put them down and keep them down. About the same time they were at uh, Youth Specialties, I was reading a book by one of the guys who was the main guy at Youth Specialties, uh, Mike Iaconelli. Yeah. Um, and I, I, don't, I mean, I don't really recommend the book. Um, it, but at the time, it was my first step, and like he was asking questions of like mm-hmm. maybe we shouldn't be focused on um, just telling people about Jesus, but maybe we should just talk meet where pe- people where they're at. Um, that book talking was big about for me too. That was talking about me, buying yeah. cigarettes for for single moms who were just trying to make ends meet, and you know bringing a bag of diapers and a box of cigarettes, and yeah. um, it uh, it really made me question a lot of things. And then shortly after um, that. We hired Matt at the church, and I was one of the youth sponsors, um, leading the worship, the youth well, worship. For stuff. reference, Michael was kind of my right hand guy, essentially. I mean, you yeah. and I worked pretty closely together. So, so that, um, yeah, so that's kind of um, that. I jumped on the Rob Bell train, and he wrecked my life too. <laughs> it's been downhill Continues since. to wreck my <laughs> yeah. life. Okay. Oh my I gosh. quit my yeah. job because of his book, How to Be Here. So. Yeah, you did, and, well, along with some other things. But I yeah. mean, that was got me thinking. So. Wow. 
that seems that like, really long winded. Sorry. <laughs> no, no, it's, no, that's great. to hear. I was that. always curious because like, you know, I'm listening to your guys' podcast and I'm listening to you guys have brought up a lot of keywords that I, I really want to dive into. Uh, we're going to probably take a break here in a couple minutes, but like you guys brought up the word deconstruction. I feel like in the last six months, I've heard that word so many times. Yep. Yeah, it's like a catchphrase. It's unfortunate that it's a catchphrase, but uh, yeah, it's, it's become becoming one. A Christian buzzword. Yeah. 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 Like Eventually, it'll lose its meaning. We'll have to change it to something else. <laughs> like, I feel like two years ago, it was like, oh, bro, are you reformed? And now it's like, bro, do you de- deconstruct even? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's bro. interesting. Um, We've sort of, our podcast is, to, I mean, I wouldn't say against our will, but just without us even trying, has sort of tapped into something with people um we get a lot of messages of people just like holy crap i didn't i thought i was alone yeah Yeah. um it's people that you know what we mean by deconstruction is just uh, the way i the way i view it is my faith was i spent my entire the first part of my life building a house of cards um or that there was this house of cards that i that was i I would actually maybe say was built for me you believe these things and this is what you know it all stacks up Mm -hmm. um and so you spend your life sort of building a wall around it to try to protect it from outside influence and all this stuff. You know, we heard so much, you know, protect yourself from people that teach evolution. Guard your heart. Yeah, guard your heart. Like, all that Christianese stuff. Um, And then at some point, you ask a question that puts a crack in that wall, um, and and it lets a little bit of air in. You go, oh, man, that... Mm-hmm. That maybe felt okay. You just need to have have faith. And, yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. And, so, and, um, and then you know you ask Cliche another question, it removes another brick, um, and what you what, and then so the wind starts blowing the house of cards down, uh, and it blows it down to the the very foundation. Eventually, once you ask enough questions, and then you can hopefully, I think you have to at some point start reconstructing yeah. uh, something in its place. And we and we've um, thought, we've talked about that. I don't know that you know once you enter that recon- that deconstruction phase and reconstruction, I don't know that it ever ends. I think no. there's, I think there's a cycle and seasons that you go through mm-hmm. where you spend time tearing things down and then eventually building things back up. I'm always rethinking I, how I view and God. And I think it's I think I it's view- easier now because we've done the initial deconstruction. Yes. So like yeah. now I'll just voluntarily tear crap to the ground. <laughs> yeah. Like well I'll just tear yeah. it right. to the ground and see Watch what, what I can build up yeah. in my what in its yeah. place. It's a, it's a very – like I think people are seeking freedom. They don't feel free in their current expression of Christianity. And when they they have these questions but don't feel like they can really express those in their current place and where they're at. And so somehow this podcast, we've had people just come out of the woodwork and be like, it's given me the freedom to ask questions. Well, I think, I think that's what's, what our podcast and probably what your podcast is doing and other podcasts out there doing is giving people a free space – to say this kind of crap and yeah. like go, oh, I don't, believe, I'm not sure I believe. I mean, even tonight, Brad's like, I'm not sure I believe in the second coming. <laughs> like, yeah. and, and we're and nobody can fire me. And nobody can fire yeah. us. <laughs> like, there's, it's safe. Like, we created this podcast for a safe space for us just to talk about stuff. Like, we just to, to blow off steam and be together and say things and question things. And it's connect with people because we're honest about that. And people just say, oh, well, yeah, I've had that thought too. I want to I want to double back real quick about what you said about it, it never ending. I I think um, for some people a deconstruction does end and it ends at deconstruction and there's never a reconstruction and I think that's the tragic part of the deconstruction movement is that people are just pointing fingers and saying that's wrong that's wrong that's wrong but yeah. they're never trying to build anything yeah. up. And and you make just it I think if you don't critical. reconstruct you end up bitter. 
Yeah. You yeah. turn cynic. Yeah. Which isn't Cynic's, good for you either. It no. isn't. And we, I was there for, I would say I've, I've, I've been there for at, at times. Like an hour ago. Well, I would say, <laughs> um, the latest podcast will reveal. That. I, I no, I, but I've been there before where it's just pure cynicism. I have to fight that in my life. Like I just, I, it's my nature. It's just another form of being angry. Yeah. And, um, cynicism is easy. It is. It's, See, yeah, yeah, and, yeah. It, and it, it masquerades, and Rob Bell talks about it, masquerades is, is wisdom. Yes. And it's not. It's just cynicism. Yeah. It's just anger and frustration and disappointment with how things should have been. Yeah. It's dangerous because you feel there's some truth in it. There's some truth in the there cynicism. Is. There is. But at the same time, it's so damaging. So you feel justified in the truth. But the sad thing is, is you're not making anything better. You're just no. saying, oh, that's wrong. Yeah, I so hate it. What we've what we've tried to do is to give people the space to deconstruct. We started a closed Facebook group called the Pastors Pub, uh, where I've heard many things. Us, yeah, yeah, people that support us on Patreon, you can just a dollar a month can get in. Although and, we accept more. Yeah, <laughs> but um, they it's it's been a place where man, people are like it. They've realized they're not alone. It has become a church. Yeah, like I mean, we it was an intentional. Uh, it has just sort of morphed into this beautiful thing of people deconstructing, and we've we've been encouraging people. There's no timetable on your deconstruction, so you know do what you need to do. But at some point, you know, if you listen to your spirit, the spirit, whatever you want to say, what language you want to use, your brain, I don't know. Um, but if you listen to that voice. It'll tell you when it's time to build something else up. Like you have, you can't stay there forever. You can't tear down because eventually it's just powder, mm-hmm. and there's just nothing there. You have to build something back up. So we've been. There's people then just in our in the pub just in every I would say every single stage of deconstruction mm-hmm. reconstruction, and they're just encouraging each other. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. I I remember when I went through that. It's tough. Mm-hmm. Or yeah, we just had somebody tonight was like. I just know I'm supposed to quit my job and I put in my two weeks that I have nothing lined up. And it's like, people are just like, yeah, that's awesome. We'll pray for you. And we'll, um, you know, pray for you, throw good vibes. We have atheists in there. Like, yeah, we've got a couple of good good vibes your way. Yeah. Agnostics. (laughs) Yeah. It's really cool. Like it's just morphed into this weird thing. Um, but it's been good. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Uh, why don't we take a quick break and then we'll be right back with the pastors. Awesome. Ho, ho, ho! Merry Christmas, Jason! Ho, 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 ho! Whoa, Santa. Hey, buddy. You're being awfully nice for somebody who's just been kidnapped. That's right, everybody. We kidnapped Santa. And using air quotes, he's agreed to help out our podcast a little bit. And what I mean by that is if you leave us a five-star review on iTunes and then you send us an email or a Facebook message letting us know that you did, we will send you special instructions for Skyping Santa. So if you've got some little ones, all seriousness here, Alex does a pretty rad Santa. Like, he's got the costume and everything, and we're going to set up a little, what, a little Santa's workshop. Santa's coming to our little podcast studio down here in Alex's basement, and you get a chance to have your kids Skype Santa. Just in time for the holidays. All you have to do is leave us a review, and your kids can talk to Santa. Or if you don't have kids, you want to talk to Santa, that's cool. Santa's here. Even if you have already left us feedback, again, just Facebook message us or send us an email and let us know. We'll send you those instructions, and we're going to start taking Skype calls. Here's a little jingle to take us back. 
All right, and we're back with the Pastards. Uh, this has been, I'm really enjoying this interview. And are you guys looking forward to Christmas by chance? Oh, yeah. Yeah, for Always. shizzle. Yeah. It means it. I get more money for a new tattoo. That's what I look for. <laughs> that shit, I get a, I, my birthday, this is Brad, my birthday is December 28th. And so oh, okay. generally between Christmas and birthday, I rake in over 400 bucks. Yeah. I'm hoping to bring it. And uh, so it's just, it is whiskey money. Yeah. Like, <laughs> and I'm going to hit the liquor store and just make it rain. And I'm always I just poor. walk. I just walk up to the cash register. I'm like, yeah, this is mine. I just like just throw make them like, I just throw a wad of cash at them. Just like, make like on you and make it rain. I do. Up in yeah, I do. I just throw it at the cashier. I'm like, yeah, there it is. I'm going to say, here's a Coors Light. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm always torn. Like, I've started getting, I've got three tattoos now. I've always, I started getting tattoos. Uh, my birthday's in September, so a year ago, a year and a half, well, last September, I got my first tattoo, and so now it's like birthday and Christmas money goes toward tattoos, yep. which means it doesn't go towards like scotch and whiskey, which, so I have, I'm really torn around Christmas when I get a buttload of cash and yeah. I don't know what to do with it. <laughs> yeah. But I, I, I don't know, for me, Christmas though is just, I do love the family aspect of it. I mean, that's, it's always been huge in, in our family. We spent a lot of time with family. Always been huge. It's been, it's been a bigly holiday in our family. I'm really hoping we, for, we, we definitely celebrate it bigly. I'm really hoping for a pressure cooker. Uh, <laughs> thinking about picking up canning. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like a joke, but it's true. I know, I know it's, it's true. true. I, I, know I uh, we've got some, some uh, land we moved um, out into the country, and so we're going to do a garden next year. And so I'm wanting to do some canning. Some nice. salsa. You know, that sounds you know, completely miserable. About ten bucks, right? You know, uh, you can get one. Well, of those I, w- I don't yeah. want to have to pay for it. Fair so. enough. Uh, no, but I, I, it's always been it's always been big for our family, and so it's just always a good family time. We go to we grandparents, cousins. Mm-hmm. Uh, although I've got to work on Christmas Eve this year, which sucks. Yeah, so me bad. too. I'm off. Sorry, guys. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you want to work that day? No, I don't. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so uh, yeah, it's yeah. I'm really looking forward to it. it's it's one of my favorite times of year, honestly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Oh man, I'm gonna side with Michael on the gardening thing, though. Gardening is very therapeutic. So, Michael, yeah, awesome. more power to you. Like living in in urban Flint, if you don't have a garden in your backyard, you're not cool. Like, yeah, yeah. you have to have a garden. So, yeah. like, there's... I was a hipster before hi- hipsters had chickens. You did. You were breaking city ordinances. Oh yeah, I literally broke the law to have chickens yeah. in my backyard. Mm-hmm. But I've moved since then, so now I have legal chickens. Yeah. <laughs> Stop producing eggs. Yep. <laughs> Stop producing eggs. <laughs> they're, they're, pro, they're protesting. Can't the even eat them because they're freaking tough, man. <laughs> they're old, old, dirty muscles. Old, dirty. <laughs> I wish we were hashtagging That's this. so good. Uh, it's a hashtag waiting to happen, man. Oh, man. I actually, actually want to talk about the hashtags. Like for Because oh, some of, cause some of our, our listeners probably have never heard of you guys. And oh, man. You guys' news feed and hashtags. Yeah, are just priceless. Who came it's up with mess. that? Like that—that that was just pure gold. Have you? You haven't by any chance listened to the one that we ended with the hashtag Hot Tubs and Alabama Thunder Pussy? Have you? <laughs> no, I did. I'm not sure. I'm not sure which band. episode it was. We uh, found one. we found out that there was a band. I don't even remember it was how the, it happened. It was, I know. I know which episode. It's the Joy episode with Jordan Warner. I literally, uh, yes. literally laughed myself almost to the point of throwing up in that episode mm-hmm. because we found out there was a band called Alabama Thunder pussy yeah and i have never laughed that hard in my entire yeah. life and so that was our hashtag yeah it was yeah. 
it honestly one of the most used hashtags we've mm-hmm. had. I think yeah. we use hashtags so people can uh, connect with us online. Uh, we try to be as uh, accessible as possible for people. So we, we but mostly we do it because we want to laugh and we do they're it because hilarious. it makes us laugh. Yeah. yeah. So um, people will write us and say if they if they finish the episode, it'll say. Uh, they'll write the hashtag of whatever. And it is. sometimes our listeners come up with alternative hashtags, which is a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah. one of my personal favorites was from the live episode, Michael's tantric stretching. Yeah, yeah. that's one I laughed. I laughed myself sick on that one. Yeah, it's it's pretty. That one's pretty bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I actually came up with an alternative hashtag for you guys. <laughs> <laughs> oh, great. Right, so I don't know when it was. It must have been. It was months ago, whatever episode you, and it was in the newsfeed article. You're talking about the miner who like dug a hole because God told him to. Oh yeah. And it was, and you guys said it was like, he's, he's 69 years old. And I was like, man, that's the 69er miner right there. Uh, oh, see, that. oh, that was a good uh, one, dude. <laughs> yeah, feel free to ever just add us on Twitter and just yeah. use alternative hashtags. It's one of the best things ever. I can't believe, I can't believe you missed a 69 joke. No kidding. Like, <laughs> it's very, very on brand for us. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> All right. So, I'm there's there's a there's a few questions I'm really curious and just want to ask you guys because I used to sure. work at a church and I don't anymore and. It was a really hard time because I got laid off, and that, that sucked. Yeah, we ran out of money. Uh, okay. Mm. And so it basically, you know, they like, hey, we got to let somebody go. They Otherwise, drew straws and yours got drawn. Yeah, like, more or less. Sure. They asked you to keep doing it for free? Uh, I did it voluntarily. They asked me to do nothing, oh. but I, I just believed in what we were doing in downtown Flint to just yeah. keep doing it voluntarily. And... Then after that, they this this is a long story. We don't need to get into it. But then the church closed down about a year after I got laid off. And so I kind of went through this like, I don't know if it was deconstruction, more more doubting than deconstruction. I was really doubting mm-hmm. the goodness of God. And like, man, you, mm-hmm. I, mm-hmm. I left Lapeer where I grew up, which Lapeer is about a half hour out of Flint. And it's like all woods and like farm country. And then I just a country boy moving to flint and trying to figure all that out <laughs> and so then i'm like man i picked up everything to move out here to flint and now i'm kind of feel like i'm a little bit marooned in the middle of flint yeah. in the middle of sure. a water crisis thanks a lot and thanks obama <laughs> <laughs> thanks trump <laughs> and i feel like if it wasn't for and and this, this is if this question is offensive, like please, no, no, you're not going to offend us. Um, no. <laughs> have to listen to our podcast. <laughs> if this, one of the things that I really appreciated about our our pastors is they they and multiple pastors at this point in our church, they saw that I was hurting and they saw that I was going through some just some crazy times, and they came alongside me. Sure. Mm-hmm. Would you guys feel like you guys would be in the same spot if your pastors or the people that were over you guys maybe did that with you? Like you guys are you guys are mm. like you guys are asking all these questions and, and like this is for multiple Christians. Like Christians are asking these questions and what's happening is they're kind of feeling like, well, nobody's there to help me answer or yeah. there's not a place where I can feel comfortable enough to ask questions or to have seasons of doubt. So now you know what? I'm just going to either leave the church or I'm going to go do something completely different. And, and then when they go and do that different thing, then the church is like, well, they're apostates or they're, they're heretics. Right. Yeah. So would you guys feel like if that, 
if you guys had that influence in your life, would you guys be in a different place now? Yeah, it's it's hard to say. Um, it was it's different. Oh man, I don't know. I feel like in the church that Matt and I were at, that that they that what they didn't have the capacity to do that. They didn't have it, it wasn't it wasn't so much something that they refused to do. It's that we were so far from what their understanding is that it scared the crap out of them. Well, and what I found was there was a breakdown in language between myself and the senior pastor. Which okay. is where the content. I got fired because the senior pastor and I just we just didn't mesh. And it so did so work. did the 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 three or four youth pastors before Matt. Yeah, they got yeah. let go for that same reason. Yeah, and so it, it wasn't that he wasn't a nice guy, and it wasn't that he wasn't a good pastor. It's that there was a language barrier between what I had been in, begun learning and deconstructing and reconstructing and rethinking and doubting and questioning, and what he understood things to be. There just there was no common language. It was like I might as well, I might as well have gone to Africa and talk to somebody in the middle of Zimbabwe. I mean, there was no common language to even begin to talk about the things that I was going through. Now I will say this: my first church I was at for five years, straight out of college. The pastor there was a wonderful guy. for For somebody to when you're 21, 22, coming out of college. You're arrogant as crap. You you think you know everything. <laughs> you 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 have all the answers. And he was very patient. He was very willing to listen to me. Uh, in, in especially when I began my deconstruction things, he and I could I could talk to him about stuff. He may not have agreed, but I could talk to him about things. Had I stuck around there and maybe st- stuck it out with him, maybe things would have been different. I mean, again, it's it's neither here nor there at this point. I I don't I couldn't say definitively. But he was at least willing to listen, and he and I could talk, yeah. um, and come and come to a common a common understanding yeah, I don't, about things. I don't know that. <clears throat> I don't know that it would have changed my situation. It might have um, prolonged the inevitable. Okay, yeah, probably because um, I, I think the. So you had, you the, already the had last, tendencies of deconstruction, maybe. Yeah, 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 yeah. The last the last pastor that I worked with was he tried his best, I think, to be. Um, sup- to sort of guard me and be supportive of me. But like even he towards the end was like, dude, like, like a perfect example. This was sort of the death knell for me. (laughs) I I basically, I basically quit before I got fired. Um, (laughs) I I could see the handwriting on the wall. Like I knew it was probably going to be a year or so, but at some point it was coming. Yeah. Um, we had a big leadership retreat, like some weekend. It was like a weekend longer leadership retreat. And we spent like two or three hours one night talking about what our mission statement could be. And I raised my hand and I, I, my, my exact words were, what is the point of any of this? Like, I, I mean, we sat and we talked for hours and I said, <laughs> I don't get it. I said, nobody, nobody, nobody is going to come to our church based on a mission statement. Nobody cares. I said, this is only thing that people that care about this are Christians. Nobody outside the church could give a crap about our mission statement. And um, so like I thought like there was some decent discussion after that. Well, then like a couple days later, I went to lunch with the pastor and he was like, yeah, I was kind of mad. I thought you torpedoed the meeting. And I was like, that's what you thought I was doing? Like, I had no interest in, like, torpedoing anything. Yeah. yeah. Like, tell me, what were we doing? So, like, he tried his best to cut. I, it, I think, like, Matt said, it was just a language difference. Like, he had no idea where I was coming from. I think he tried 
but just had no idea. Like he was just so he was he was in his early sixties and just had no sort of idea of where I was coming from. I think he really tried. Keep in mind, um, we're we're in the Midwest. We're in a red state. Yeah. Um, yeah. Liberal thinking, deconstruction thinking is is a faith issue. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it, you don't question God. You don't do those things. Um, it, and if you start to question God, then you don't have faith. And 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 I'm not saying that's true. I'm just saying that's that's the world we that's live the in. That's the perception. That's the perception. And yeah. so when we ask questions, it's oh, we've lost our faith. Yeah. Um. And there's no room for that in in. Midwest America. Yeah, I think I think my like I said, I think it was probably just if if I had a truly really supportive pastor and leadership, it probably would have just prolonged the inevitable because I think inevitably the path I was on was going to take me away from the organized church mm-hmm. at some point. Um, what we're talking about isn't organizational friendly. It's no, not, it's, it's not. not church, it's it's not, not church growth friendly. It's not church incorporated. No. It's just I think at some point it was going to inevitably take me away from that. But I think it probably would have prolonged it at some point and maybe maybe made it less painful. I don't know. Um, I mean, it's kind of just speculation, but that's yeah. kind of where I would see that going. Yeah. It's interesting. You guys bring up like what did you guys just say? Like there's in the Midwest, there's no place for us to ask questions or doubt. Yeah, absolutely. And the dude, John the Baptist, doubted and questioned and sent his disciples to ask Jesus about that. Right. And Jesus was like, he didn't get mad or anything. And he just said, yeah, yeah. yeah dude, John, I, under- I understand. Here's some, here's some prophecies about me to kind of help ease you through this time. And, like, people completely glance over that whole section of Scripture where it's like yeah. the, the greatest dude born among men or born among women doubted and questioned it's okay yeah. to go through that, and, and I would even yep. say it's normal. And I think it's super sad when the church like demonizes people because you question something. Well, I would go I, a step further and say that not only is it is it okay, it's necessary. I think uh, if for you to own your own faith, you have to ask questions. Yeah. You have to to start start saying, is this my faith or is this just the faith of my fathers? Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it, it's it's super necessary. And Christianity has a long tradition of people always like, are you serious? Like, look at Moses. Like, look at David. Look at, like, why me? Like, wh- why are you choosing me? And, and um, I, I think there's a longstanding tradition of people asking God and questioning God. Well, freaking Abraham was like, is that will the judge of all the earth not do right? Like, are you really going to kill all these people if I can't find 50 righteous people? Are you going to kill them if I can find 40? How about 30? How about 20? How about, like, he bargains with God. Yeah. Are you freaking kidding me? I mean, I think, I think the, the, you know, going back to the church, I think the, the, the reality is there's a huge percentage of pastors out there that are probably functional atheists. Yeah. Um, they don't believe anything they're saying and don't believe in anything the church is doing. They're but, living double lives. But yeah. they're they have to they, they gotta I mean, you gotta you gotta feed your family. I mean, so yeah. I get that. I get that struggle because I did it for years. Um not that I, I don't know that I was ever a functional atheist. I'm probably closer to that now <laughs> than I was. Um but um I'm getting my card next week. <laughs> but uh they're mailing me my photo ID. Yeah. So but I think the reason that questioning is so discouraged in the church is because it it inevitably um, will shrink the organization. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like because at some point you're going to go, is how much of this is necessary? Mm-hmm. And yeah. 
you're going to in the the idea is that well if people start questioning they might leave and if people leave there goes their offering and if there goes their offering there goes the building and there goes staff and they're like yeah. even if you look and at I, Jesus's ministry though that's yeah. what Jesus's ministry it is, but did but at some it point i think at some point deconstruction is going to lead to you flipping tables and pissing off religious people like i just i don't i don't see any way around it like mm. i think that's it's such a huge point, a part of that story of Jesus is he just looks at the temple and goes, what the hell is this? Yeah, like, yeah. and just starts turning it over. And at some point your deconstruction is going to get you to that point. It, what did you just turn me off? No, Why did you just mute me? I don't know what I did. I don't either. Um, <laughs> just randomly. Yeah. So I just think, um, at some point it's going to take you to there. And I think people know that. I think leaders know that. And that scares the crap out of them. Because it's it threatens the organization, mm-hmm. and I I get that. Like I sure. I have a much, you know, being years removed from it, I was really angry about that for a while. But I have a much, I get it. You know, I understand back it. Back into the matrix, bro. I don't. Yeah, <laughs> yeah right. I don't. I don't like. I don't like that the church operates thanks, that way. Thanks, Keanu. Yeah, I don't like that the church operates that way. But I get it. So yeah, yeah. Once you, once you. Oh God! Here it comes. Here it comes. Yeah. Why don't Wait you take for the, the the pill from Morpheus. There you go. It's all over. That's great. Buddy. Thanks for that Thanks. contribution. You guys can edit that out in post. Right? The steak yeah. never yeah. tastes the same. Thanks. Nineteen nineteen ninety eight called. They want their metaphor back. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Well, it's Morpheus, bro. <laughs> yeah, I feel like he's timeless. Like for me, it was really challenging. The church we were at, I started asking questions just about simple doctrines that we believed. I mean. Uh, just looking at where I was a couple of years ago to where I am now, that I have no choice but to be humble because things that yeah. I thought, like sure. at one point, I was I was certain, like absolutely positively sold biblically that musical instruments, if if <laughs> done in a church worship service, would send you to hell. And I mean, yep. that's what I had been taught. That's what I had been reinforced. Uh, that's what I had been reinforced with. <laughs> well, I mean, now I play in a praise band at another church, so yeah. that's one of the We're reasons. Yeah, I mean, it's one of those things where that was really hard for me. I think I, I, I sat in church for two years before I joined the praise band, and I had, before that, I, you know, I played guitar all the time, played in bands that toured and things, and it was a, a big part of my life. And here, I can't use this at all at church. But, I mean, I tell people at the church we go to now, um, I remember at one point uh, this one man at their church, at the church I go to now, uh, had passed away, and there was a giant funeral for him. This guy helped out with the youth and had led like 100 kids to Christ. And I remember hearing about this funeral. It was really big in our town and thinking, man, that poor guy, he's going to hell, and so is everybody else because their (laughs) church has musical instruments. And, like, that's why I was completely sold on that. And now, like, I look back at that, and I was like, I'm so stupid. And so, like, at what point do the questions stop, you know? I don't. I don't think they can stop. I think you really no, have to question so everything. And to a to an extent, I think it's entirely healthy to a, a spiritual life. Well, it, like, and yeah, I would the, say, I would say not only healthy. I would. I would say it's enjoy. To an extent, it's enjoyable. Like I enjoy seeking things out and asking questions. Like I enjoy reading. Like I'm, I'm trying to read a book by Brian Greene. He's a particle physicist. <laughs> it's about it's about string theory. I'm I understand lost. Like nine, yeah, you said physics. I've understood, yeah. I, I understood, yeah. I've understood like nine words out of a hundred pages. Yeah. But like 
I, I love questioning how that incorporate, how I can incorporate that into how I view reality. Like, and like there's, there's, you know, Brad and I, I remember have had numerous conversations over the years, especially in the early stages when we were still in men- professional ministry. Do you just wish you could go back to the way it was? Cause it was easier. Yeah. yeah. And, and on one hand, yes, but on another hand, and like 90% of me says no, because there's something very exhilarating about asking those questions and about, about, under, like when you realize something on your own that you never knew before, yeah. like there's a, like that's like a high you can't get from, yeah, anything else. I I, mean, I, I think you know, growing up, you were told not to question, if not directly, indirectly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and the idea was that it was a slippery slope. And mm-hmm. coming out of years of it, I realized it totally was a slippery slope. But what I found at the bottom wasn't hell, but freedom. Yeah. Like and that's mm-hmm. been the that's been the amazing thing is I found so much mm-hmm. I feel so much freer I feel like I don't have this weight yeah on me this weight of like God's expectation of you have to believe this this and this but in this way um, you know I, I think with what I realized you know going back to sort of the house of cards with the building the wall around it metaphor. Um, you know, once you tore that down, what you realize that really that wall was just keeping you in prison. Yeah. That there's a freedom to asking questions when you realize that no, God is love and God loves you regardless of the questions you're asking. That a God big enough to create the universe can probably handle your questioning and your doubting. Um, if he can't, then what the hell's the point of worship? You don't have worship. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like a, a God that can't handle questions is not a God that can be worshiped. Yeah. I think absolutely. when it, um, yeah, so like I, what I found was at the bottom of that slippery slope wasn't fire, but it was freedom. Mm-hmm. I think um, when it comes to questioning, um, I think one of the greatest minds of our time put it best when they said, oh, no. um, <laughs> Here it comes, wait oh, for it. God. Can't stop, won't stop. Um, <laughs> tag Miley Cyrus. Oh, Why are we even friends? I know, I, I, like <laughs> every week I go, I How did this happen? Yeah. A yep. decade of this shit and I'm still friends is. with you. Yeah, there it is. Yep. I always quote the prophet yep. Beyonce. So. Yeah. yeah, right. <laughs> oh, oh, man. Boy. You're welcome. <laughs> Next question. <laughs> so, well, and do you guys... I mean, to, go back to, to go back to the thing Brad yeah. said worker, about freedom is... I mean, the passage that when Paul writes is for freedom that Christ has set you free, like, we just ignore that. Like, like true freedom is literally what that says it's true freedom it's it's freedom from all constraints uh you know he says everything's permissible like and not everything's beneficial but everything is permissible like there's true freedom in christ like like that's actual freedom that's actual freedom where you're not constrained by anything but you choose to live your life in such a way to live out that freedom live out that reality of god's done god's love is this to me and so i'm going to choose to live in response to that and that's actual freedom yeah so yeah, go ahead with your question. Sorry, I just had to throw that in there. No, I was I was just gonna ask. Do you guys ever miss that church community? Like, obviously, you've got like the pastors' pub going, so you have some form of community. But like the, do you ever miss? Uh, you know, I'm not saying having like a ministry job or anything, yeah. but just being, sure. you know, tied into a, a church community like that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, sometimes. Um, I. That's about the only part of church I miss. Like, I don't miss the sermons. I don't miss the singing. Yeah. I can take that or leave it. Um, but yeah, I there's something powerful about a potluck. 
Yes, <laughs> honestly, God, yes. Hashtag, that's hashtag powerful potluck. It is, like, <laughs> it is. It is. Like, I think there is something powerful. Yeah, about I agree. That. But there's, there's something powerful about uh, the reason a potluck is so great is it's people just sitting around a table. And there's something powerful about being able to be with a group of people that just goes, me too. Yeah. Um, I, I think uh, Augustine, whenever he said, the church is a whore, but she's my mother, that speaks to me a lot. Um and sometimes I honestly, I miss my mom. And, and, mm-hmm. um, I think that's what I'm like. I have those feelings, those memories, my childhood. Um, and, and I'll go back to the church eventually. I mean, uh, it's, it's, uh, it's something I want to do for myself, for my wife, for my, for my kids. Um, but I think right now, um, I like sleeping in on Sundays. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that's, uh, we, we taught, we interviewed science Mike a few months ago and yeah, we were kind of talking about, yeah, we kind of talking about this idea and he said, you know, he likened it to, oh, he listened analogy. to, you know, he listened to Pearl Jam. It was like his favorite band, the album 10, the album 10. And he mm-hmm. listened to it so much that eventually he didn't want to listen to it anymore. Um, and so for years he just didn't listen to it. And, um, he said at some point years later he revisited it and it was so, it was almost even better because he had been without it for so long. And he said, you know, sometimes with church is like that, where it's okay to take a break. It's okay to not listen to Pearl Jam for a while, yeah. if that's what you need to do. So, you know, man, like right now, as I sit here, I'm like, I don't really care to ever go to church again, but I'm not ever going to say never. Yeah. Um, Justin Bieber, never say never. Oh, <laughs> this is this <laughs> kind of walked into it. <laughs> yeah, I did. I totally did. And every week we walk into every it. Every week, and you can't not walk into it because he's a walking treasure trove of crappy music. So, yes. <laughs> so, but like I, you know, I don't. I think it was actually Saint Francis said two words that belong should only belong to God are always and never. Mm-hmm. Um, where those two things should you should never use those words because they're so final. Yeah. We're uh, such fickle people. So maybe at some point, but man, right now I'm just enjoying not listening to Pearl Jam and I'm enjoying yeah. our Sunday mornings because I was it, church has been mandatory my whole life. Yeah. Either um, we were going either or we were working. either because of parents or I was working in the church and so it was you had to be there and man, like a couple weeks ago we went and saw a movie on Sunday morning went to matinee and then went to lunch, and man, it was great. Yeah. Like it was just great. Um, now that Charles Osgood is not on CBS this morning, <laughs> what's the point of missing church? Good God! It was How so do you good. Even man. know that? Yeah. yeah. Who is that? Who, like you don't know who Charles Osgood? No one but you knows who that is. You guys know who Charles Osgood is? Not a clue. Is? Not a clue. Thank you. Thank you. you're Christians. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Prosecution arrest, Your yeah. Honor. If you like, it's it's this old dude. Well, he's stop. Done stop. Stop. Morning. Whatever it's it is. It's a CBS you're doing. morning show. They talk about stop. Cool whatever stuff. it is you're doing. Just okay. Delete this. Um, so anyway, <laughs> I would say for me, your account. I would say for me, like. I'm probably borderline coming close to getting back into something. Again, not for like I went to uh, there's a church. A couple guys we had on the podcast. Lucas Allen's been on twice. He's a pastor at a church in Bloomington, Indiana, uh, called Red Door, which is a wonderful, wonderful place. Yeah. They allow deconstruction. They allow questions. They yeah, allow. If all I was this ever going to go back, it's probably it's, that's there. where I'm going to end yeah. up. Same. Um, and so, but he they did a uh, Bible study on Science Mike's book, Finding God in the Waves. Uh, like a six, seven week. I went to, th- I think my wife went to a couple weeks. I went to like, like three or four weeks of that. And there's like 10 people there maybe. And it was just really, people I don't even know. One person, like two or three people I knew. It was just really good to just sort of connect with people. Like, so I, I think there, there definitely is a sort of a deficit, I would say, in my being at least in that aspect of just a community 
of people I know and love and can come together with on a weekly basis or biweekly basis or whatever it may be. Um, and you know, the pub is a substitute for that for sure. Um, at least at this point for me and this, you know, the Brad and Michael, and I get together once a week and do the podcast and that's yeah. a substitute for me. So like we have these other communities, but I, I, there's definitely part of me that misses that weekly connection to people. Um, I have a lot of good friends at churches. I mean, both the churches I worked in, I have a lot of really good friends still. And so um, there's definitely something that misses just seeing them every week and be able to talk with them about what's going on. So Yeah, sometimes some of those like those like sappy like church traditions are even just like the, yeah. the order of the service and it's so predictable and like you guys know it because you put them together. But yeah. I mean, I was just down down in Indiana for Thanksgiving and our family has, you know, some of these stupid, silly, sappy traditions. And it's like if you were on the outside, this would probably be really dumb. But we just yeah. like eat it up like it's just like yeah. once sure. a year. And it's like there's some things about church like like especially like when I'm really doubting are especially like burnt out. Like I just not in the mood, like just not there. Like. But then I think about certain individuals and and how they've impacted my life or or things, and I, yeah, I'm like not ready to leave yet because of that that community. I think. Well, we're we're tribal people. Yeah. I mean, from the beginning of time, we've been tribal people, and so, and that's just changed and morphed over time as we've grown more cultured and civilized or whatever. You know, we're not hitting people with rocks anymore. Those traditions, those the the going to church, it gives us a cadence. It gives us a yeah. rhythm. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. And people like that. I mean, as as a kid growing up, I was like anti-establishment, listen to punk rock, and I'm like, screw the way we do church. And then now, as I'm getting older, like I'm way more into liturgy. Um, I, I like that to rhythm. MXPX for some reason, and I still listen to <laughs> MXPX slowly going the get, way of the buffalo. Yeah. Hell wow. yeah, bro. Yeah. <laughs> Hells yeah. I was listening to that literally uh, like two days yeah, ago. Yeah, we just became best friends. <laughs> oh, yeah. Sweet. Don't, don't encourage him. Every blind squirrel finds a nut again. Yeah, wow. <laughs> yeah, ne- next year when I come down to Indiana, we're hanging out for sure. Absolutely. I want you to take me with you. Yeah, come with us. My family's We'll parents. hang out with you in spite no, I, of your musical taste. I, I think uh, <laughs> I see your me without you shirt. I get it. <laughs> I actually primarily listen to classic rock and Christian metal. <laughs> oh, man. God bless you for like admitting that that takes some strength um i think but i think going back to church like i think that's why my parents Mm -hmm. they cannot figure out why we wouldn't want anything to do with church because it means so much to them that they just cannot wrap their heads around like why we're so disenfranchised with it like i I, because it's just Mm -hmm. that's where all their friends are they've been there for years their life man it's their tribe it's their life and so they just cannot get cannot figure out why it is that their two sons having grown up in that wouldn't want well and anything to they do with it. and they don't understand that like yeah. I don't have any hard feelings towards any of those people like they're good people I mm-hmm. just don't think like they do anymore like well that and you know, they don't understand that like what was supposed to be our tribe hurt us in a lot of ways too yeah um they can't get their minds around that because they don't they don't have a, a structural framework to understand that. They've I mean, never they questioned and been sort of shunned for it. Yeah. No. Yeah. No. So I think yeah, I think the tribalism of that has a lot to do with it. Yeah. 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 So I have one more uh I don't know if it's necessarily a question, but a statement. And it's something that I've made kind of like at a 
observation about your guys' podcast, and I do want to preface this, probably most of the listeners that we have are kind of the more kind of conservative evangelicals. Yeah. Okay. And so, gosh, <laughs> so sorry. Oh man. So if if they were Don't to add us on Twitter, <laughs> I would like to retract all of my previous statements. I think I know that. <laughs> no, I don't want you to retract retract anything. But no, one of the th- oh, go ahead, Jason. No, I was gonna say that's why we wanted to have you on the show because we one of our goals is to open up people's minds sure. and see different viewpoints and different aspects. So, but that's one of the know. one of the things like I keep telling people like I was listening to Inglorious Pastors and they said this and like. They're like, you listen to that podcast? I'm like, yeah, it's great. Anyway, so one of the we're things... Being, we're being quoted in the wild. Holy cow. <laughs> yeah, up here in Flint, Michigan. You guys need yeah. better influences. What you need. <laughs> well, I have Science Mike, too. I listen to him a lot. There you go. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> but one of the things that I, I really appreciate your podcast, and like, not everybody probably agrees with your positions on things, and that's that's fine. Sure, we Whatever. Okay. Yeah. But we don't the, agree with them either. <laughs> In like six months, it'll all be different. I do appreciate some of the Ken Ham jokes. I'm not going to lie. I went to the, I went yeah, to the yeah. Creationist Museum. You did? I did. That was before the Ark, though. I was like, ah, I see what Ken Ham's doing. And then he's like, dude, let's raise a million dollars to build a boat. It's like, nah, man. Yeah. Go feed the yeah. hungry. Come on. A get non-functional real. non-functional boat. <sighs> anyway. Lamp. <laughs> One of the things I do really appreciate your guys' podcast is either if it's the hosts or the people that you talk to like the in the pub and then you kind of mention them on the show yeah. or just the 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 outcasts and the downtrodden the LBGTQ community mm-hmm. you guys truly care about those people. Yes. And that's one of the things that it's like man like even though if you're a conservative Christian and you don't believe in all of that, if you if you read the Bible and you, you don't necessarily adhere to that kind of thought process, they're still people. Yes. yes. And yeah. that's one of the things that's like, man, I want people to listen to this podcast even if they do disagree with you. Because yeah. at least that's something that they could grab onto and say, man, look at the way they're loving these people. And so yeah, and, I just that's that's one of the, that's one of the big takeaways for me to be honest and I'm not just blowing smoke up your rear ends either. No, that's like, fine. I um by jokes. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say yeah. the same thing. Yeah. Our and minds track learned. alike and that might We've come full yes. circle. Yeah. Um but uh I you know we had a, an episode you know weeks and weeks ago uh called what do we call it gay marriage aka marriage. Yeah. And we had our friends Alex and Ashley on who came to our church and we had a church here in town. Um, and they're married, two women married, um, expecting, the expecting first child. their first child, as a matter of fact, and their love, they blew us away when we met them. Mm-hmm. Like their the depth of their love for one another is astounding. It's, it's making us all look bad. That's what we and, told them. And what yeah. we, we brought them on because we wanted people, yes, we care about them so much, but we wanted people to see these are two human beings that yeah. genuinely, mm-hmm are head over heels in love with one another. Another episode was our gayest episode ever. I remember you know, that episode. With our friend Daniel, uh, Daniel Stores, who's a reverend. He's a um, priest in the Evangelical Catholic Church. Is that what it's called? Evangelical? I don't know. I think it's, it's a, yeah, evangel- it's, Anyway, um, he's getting... So uh, this is a story how I think these stories can really touch people and, um, and, and sort of bring people's thinking around on things. But... Um, he's a, he's a, his devotion to God is unparalleled. I'm not sure I know anybody that is more into liturgy 
into the church, into believes deeply belief in it. than he is. Yeah. Um, and he talked about his story of coming out years ago. Um, and he is, uh, in a couple of weeks marrying, he actually, he's a priest here in Bloomington, which is about a half hour South of here. Um, but he's, uh, he and his fiance are getting married in Texas and he put something, he's a part of the pub. Anybody that comes on the podcast is part of the, We let them into the pub for free. Um, and although they're well, they're okay to give money if they want. To. <laughs> <laughs> Funny enough, they don't. Um, but, uh, <laughs> imagine that. <laughs> but uh, he uh, he put a thing on the pub like, "Hey, can you guys be praying for us?" Like, we had so many people that said they were coming uh, that just it fell through, or they just can't bring themselves to come to the marriage between two dudes. It went from like 80 people to like 30 people. Like or not even oh, wow. 30. Yeah. Like it's something yeah. crazy. And they were super discouraged. And we have people in the pub from Colorado, Iowa, Indiana, Oklahoma, that are, Oklahoma that are driving to the wedding just to be with and, them. They uh, don't know them. People in Texas. Never met. Never met them. Um, but they're going just to support them. And I'm like, holy crap. Like mm-hmm. because and, they heard their story. They heard Daniel's story and something it touched something in them going, man, like love is love is love. And that is a beautiful thing. And, and our, our, our 50th episode, we're going to do live in Bloomington, I think. And, and it's, it's going to be yeah. partly that and partly a sort of mini reception for, for Daniel Anthony. Yeah. Just to throw a party for him. Um, but these, so. yeah, we have these people on because we care about them and we want people to hear their stories because stories are powerful. They're yes. just people. What you yeah. see through stories, you see that how much people are like you. That Daniel, that and Anthony and Alex and Ashley are just they're they're looking for love like mm-hmm. you and I and everyone else, and they love their spouses like we love ours, and mm-hmm. um, we were we hope to convey that sort well, yeah. of thing. And even through, outside of the you know, LGBT community, like you know my friend, our friend Billy, yeah, who's an atheist. He's an atheist. I, I, I tell he's him, the worst. I tell him he's the worst ever. atheist yeah. in the world. Like I don't know more Christ like. I mean, there may not be more Christ like guy in the pub. Than yeah. Billy. I mean, j- just the way he talks about life and the way he approaches life and the way he encourages people. I mean, it's yep. just, it's insane. Just, I was like, dude, you're a terrible atheist. Like, you're just god awful. Like, <laughs> I know you don't believe in God, but you're a god awful atheist. Like, um, I th- I think doesn't that thing- say something like uh, how far yes. Christians have fallen off the map, yes. though? Absolutely. Yes. It yes. Is. It does. Yeah. And, and we want, and we, we talked with, uh, Lady, we met on Twitter, the sassy yeah. atheist. One of the episodes. Oh my god, that's just, on our wonderful. list. Yep, yeah, that's uh, on wonderful. our list of questions. She's wonderful. She, um, she to a T describes some Christians that I know, and I'm like, yep. And it's like, oh my gosh, I feel so bad. And it's like they're kind of yeah. on my team as kind of you know Christians, but it's like this lady's just calling them out for what it is, yep. and it's like and this she is was so right. sad. Yeah, yeah. she was yep. right, like yep. about she's, she's so great. much. Yeah, and we just we just want people to see the humanity in other people. I yeah. think I think it's important too, considering you have a more conservative audience, um, for people to know that we were there too. Yeah, yes. like we were anti-LGBT. Uh, at That's one what time. I try we to were, reinforce in myself, also. Yeah, yeah, we we we've been there. We have we have been those people who you know. I think at one point we all three voted for George W. Bush, and we yeah, twice. like twice my apologies um, so <laughs> we've we've been that bible thumping um person um 
and then what happened was we got out into the real world and met people, the people that we, we quote unquote hated. <laughs> and we realized that they want the same things we do. Yeah. They want love. They want to be loved. They want to know love. And, and it, it's not by a choice. It's not by anything like that. Um, and, and I think it's important people know that, that we were where they're at as well. And, and it's only by truly getting to know people that you learn, um, about who they are and yeah. their struggle. Yeah, yeah. See Brad and Matt, like the guy who's been cutting all the, the bad uh, music lyrics, like the quotes, just made the best point of the show. Yeah. So I you know. guys have been bagging on him the whole time. I know. But here he every comes delivers every gold. Every once in a while he comes through. Like so. I said, every once in a while a blind squirrel finds him. Nine, so. <laughs> <laughs> yep, it's true. This is what I deal with. For 10 years he's done I chose this, this life. He did. <laughs> Don't feel sorry. I say for the him. podcast was your idea. You knew what you were getting yeah. into. I fully knew. <laughs> oh my gosh, Jason, you got anything else? That that was my last question because I, like I said, there's there's going to be some people that be like, oh, I can't believe they just talked about you know atheists and the LGBTQ community and like they talked about them as people. It's like God talks about them as people. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. absolutely. So, we would encourage people get to know somebody yeah. that isn't like you, and I mean really get to know, not like. I'm going to get to know them to see if I can make them a Christian like me. Yeah. I mean, like genuinely just get to know them as a person. You realize how much you have in common. Jesus hung out with the marginalized. Yeah. And I, I think and it's important. Jesus that- hung out at upward football games is what he did. He was the true. freaking ref. Yeah, um, he was. Yeah, man. <laughs> I would also point out Solid that, reference. that Jesus's harshest criticism was towards the church yes. for those who were yeah. part of the establishment. Yep. Yep. And so... Um, those people who are, are anxious not to hang out with the marginalized, let that be a warning that, uh, Jesus hard, harshest words were for you. Yeah. And we don't mean that like, in that's a, two take in it, a row. Take, take <laughs> yeah. it, take it easy. John the Baptist. <laughs> no, it wasn't, you know, he didn't call the voice in the wilderness. Outside, he wasn't calling people outside of the city gates, brood of vipers and, mm-hmm. and, yeah. uh, you know, whitewashed tombs. He was I am calling hungry that for some be, locusts, though. Yeah, well, he didn't flip. He didn't flip <laughs> tables in honey the marketplace. He flipped tables in the temple. Yeah, yeah. in the church. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, his heart. That was a big part of my deconstruction. Was yes. That realization of holy crap, he was talking to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, that holy what, crap, he's pe- hanging out with people that aren't the like people me. that I had kept away that I had been keeping away. I realized that what Jesus was talking to me. Mm. Um, yeah, it was a, that was a really hard and. It, Understand, we understand that's a hard realization to come to. Yeah. Um, You're going to reject that. There's a lot of self, sort of self introspection. It's like that one time when you committed murder and you look down and there's blood on your hands. Yes. Like that that one time. Yep. Yeah. You're you're talking you're talking times over, like Brad. <laughs> no, but it, it, I'll be over here. We we understand, like Michael said earlier, we were those we were just like that, and mm-hmm. so we. Uh, but that was a really hard realization for me to come to. Is wow, like. I had, I've been, my life as a religious person had been marked by who I was keeping out. Yeah. And those were the people yeah. that Jesus had such harsh, harsh words to. Mm-hmm. Um, brood of vipers, whitewashed yep. tombs. and yeah. um, Your daddy's the devil. I think at the end of the day, for me, sort of like the, I guess the takeaway for me was always, if I'm going to err, I would rather err on the side of being too inclusive of letting too many people in and saying, "Oh, you, you, oh yeah, you're, you're good, you're good, no yeah. problem, come on in," as opposed to standing against and going, "No, no, 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 you don't believe the right things, you don't say the right things, you don't go to the right church, you don't have the right, whatever." I would rather just say, 
nah, let's just let everybody in. We're fine with that. And then if it doesn't work out and I'm wrong, then I'm wrong. I was at least wrong on the side of love and inclusion. Yeah, so you, you mentioned a church there in Indiana. What was mm-hmm. the name of that? Red Door. Red Door. So yeah. if any of our listeners are in Indiana who haven't heard of you guys, that might be a church to check out. Yes, Red, Red, sure. Door, Red Door Bloomington.org, I think is what it is. I, think so. yeah, I believe yeah. so. Well, yeah. Lucas, we want money for that. Good people. Yeah. I want to tithe of your tithe. Yeah. <laughs> cool guys. Well, uh, Jason, do you got anything else? No, I think I'm all set. This has been fun. I yeah, uh, thank you guys very much. It. I really appreciate thank you it. So yeah. probably yeah, like for... probably like in the last year or so, I've kind of come to the realization that I've been playing playing a team and like kind of hanging out in this in these different kind of this group and I haven't been really exploring very much. So I appreciate you guys because you guys are on that path uh for me to like, like to listen to people that I may not agree with a hundred percent, but it's also like opening up my mind to say, and to think differently and not just think in my little insular bubble. So sure. yeah. I appreciate it. Plus it's just really funny when you guys shoot people into the sun. Yeah. <laughs> Even though you don't do that anymore. Yeah. Right? Yeah, I retired from that. So. We, yeah. we, grew, we grew up and got away from that. Yeah. yeah. So, of course, to use some more conservative language, man. Jesus convicted us on that one. <laughs> <laughs> of, course, of course, now we replaced it with something called just the tip of the week. So, yeah. I'm not sure Probably how much maturing not. was actually done. Probably not great. But yeah. yeah, we're definitely not firing people into the sun anymore. If anybody wants to check us out, uh, just hit us up on yeah. Twitter at Pastors Podcast. Yeah. Um, we're also on Facebook, uh, facebook.com slash Pastors Podcast. Um, we uh, would love to uh, to be in touch and talk to you guys and um, do anything. I mean, uh, if you if you're just gonna hate us, don't don't add us. We don't, <laughs> we don't yeah, don't be, be jerks. Yeah. Yeah. We're not big on Twitter arguing. So. But if if you're if you're a pastor and you need to talk. Um, yeah, we, we are a safe space. Slide um, into those DMs. Baby. Facebook <laughs> is the best way to get all three of us at once. Uh, just in those in the DMs in there. Yeah. Um, but we're we're accessible and we we know the been there done that bought the t shirt. Yep. So, yeah. so like if you're a pastor listening, you just be like, I don't know if I believe anything I teach anymore. Just say that. If you just need to say that, yeah. Yeah. hit us up and yep. just say it. It's not like we're going to be like, uh, this person, uh, yeah, uh, we're not going to spread that around. Yeah. So. yeah. That's Ooh, guys. awesome, guys. I'm going to include all those uh, links in our show description as well. So Thank you. Beautiful. Cool. All right, guys. Have a good night. And uh, party too, on, I guess. Appreciate it. Yeah. Thank <laughs> you so much. Party on, Garth. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, guys. Later. Thank you. Yeah, bye. <laughs>
but maybe it'll help make you think. Yeah, I mean, they've got a good blend of uh, comedy. Like, they're they're funny and serious and uh, tasty. (laughs) Like, like they have fat pastards. They taste food. So, I mean, like, they... They appeal to the senses. <laughs> yes, they do. All of them, except for touch. And that would just be weird. Yeah, it would you be weird. You wouldn't want to feel touch <laughs> while you're listening to a podcast. It just probably wouldn't work out so well. Anyway, what are we, we got some housekeeping things you want to take care of? Well, before we do housekeeping, like, I don't know. For me, my big takeaway is they just do such a good job at bridging the gap. Yeah, I would like, agree. If you were going to talk to, I mean, what do you call them? Like, like minorities like, yeah like the marginalized yeah i mean you have to you have to understand them you have to walk in their shoes you have to get to know them if you just remain in your insular bubble like you you can't do that it's not possible yeah and they do such a fantastic job like maybe it's you know from their deconstruction maybe it's made them humble to the point where they can get down on that level that other people can't get down to. And that that just sounds so demeaning and so rude, even saying it like that. Mm-hmm. Like, like people who aren't Christians are on some lower level than us. No, that's I'm not, not saying that in like a demeaning way. I'm saying like, we think we're up on an upper level and in reality, we're on the same level Yeah, and they're there. And I think we have to get to that point where we can have those conversations. And for, for the conservative type, like, Who's going to reach those people for Jesus in yeah. that light? I mean, I'm speaking specifically to the Christian conservative who reaching people is your whole goal in life. Who's going to have a better chance at reaching those people, those outsiders? Is it going to be you inside of your insular bubble or is it going to be them who have deconstructed, who have asked some hard questions, who have put themselves out there? I mean, it takes a lot of humility to give up. I mean, like they had mentioned in there, it would have been easier for them to remain in the church. Like they could have just said, you know, they could have suppressed those negative thoughts or, or what they thought as negative thoughts at the time and just ran with it. But they didn't, they asked those hard questions. They stood up and they made a very difficult decision to leave the church. And ultimately now it's given them this ministry. Yeah. This platform just to kind of, like you said before bridge that gap yeah and it's like to me like okay uh, john MacArthur's not bridging that gap no he's not <laughs> absolutely and the, i was just going to say the con- the christian conservative type isn't going to bridge that gap they are and i think that's where we need that's i think that's where we need to get we need to learn how to love people yep i would agree with that statement 100 percent now, can I get to my housekeeping now? Get to the housekeeping. Are you done with the sappy yeah, stuff? I just realized I just went into pastor mode. <laughs> I was so, there. That sucks. Something that's been really interesting since Jason and I have been on this journey of doing a podcast, and it's been super fun, and I'm excited to unveil to you guys what we got coming up for 2017. But let's let's just work. Let's just finish out 2016 first. Get through this awful year. Of just craziness. In my original outline, we didn't have any episodes planned for this time frame. Yeah, you didn't even have this far out in advance. Nope. So I'm I'm super excited that we're here. Yeah, the spreadsheet is growing. <laughs> yeah, the spreadsheet is your stupid <laughs> pre- spreadsheets. 
But mm-hmm. one of the things that um, we noticed in the last week or so that we had some listener, some listens in New Zealand. Yeah. So what's up, New Zealand? Hey, how's it going? So one of the things that I'm just really curious about is I, okay, I am an apprentice machinist. And I will never, ever, ever probably afford a trip out to New Zealand or to England or to any of these other countries. So if you are a listener from a different country or even a different part of the, of the United States even, like get a hold of us because I would really love oh, to just man. do a Skype call or an interview and just hear about what you guys are doing. If it's church related or if you're maybe not a Christian, you're just like, hey, I'm an atheist. Uh, in Zimbabwe, and I'm just really interested in your podcast for whatever reason. We would love to just talk with you guys. Maybe we'll turn Absolutely. it into a segment like Around the World with Not Your Pastors, yeah. something like that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll make some better music for it than that. Okay. Uh, but anyway. No, that would be totally rad, though. Yeah, so if you're from a different country, please get a hold of us uh, through Facebook, through Twitter, through uh, through our our email, which is notyourpastorspodcast at gmail.com. And then also, speaking of social medias, um, if you are part of our Instagram, then you've been noticing. (laughs) That's all I'm going to say about this. You've noticed that I've been posting embarrassing pictures of Jason in Santa hats. Now, full disclosure, those Santa hats were put in there by me. I found this awesome. Uh, Are you sure? (laughs) I I found this awesome Santa hat. Santa hat app. Try and say that five times fast. And I'm posting a, pictures every day until Christmas, doing a Christmas countdown with embarrassing pictures of Jason. Now, I've got somebody working on the inside, Jason, so I'm getting embarrassing it's my pictures. Wife, and I hate you. <laughs> I'm getting pictures from the inside, and there's no shortage, so don't worry. Oh, there's more goodness. to come. We're only at day 19. There's 18 more days to go, my friend. <laughs> this is miserable. Anyway, uh, if you are a new listener, thank you so much for listening. Uh, when the bucket passes for the offering, we would just love you to fill out an information card, and you don't have to put money in there. <laughs> offering play actually at least a five, <laughs> like to ensure your entry into heaven. But if you are a new listener, please uh, rate us on iTunes. We got a thing going on right now with you can Skype with Santa if you leave us a five star review, and then send us an email or a message on Facebook. Uh, also, if you like the podcast or you like, if you even like it, like a particular episode, we would really greatly appreciate it if you would just share it on yeah, your social media absolutely. pages. Uh, we really want to get the word out there because I mean, we're not the greatest podcast, but we feel like we're, we have a voice and we want to just kind of voice our opinions out there. Oh my goodness. Alex, the video you posted of yourself is, uh, how old were you in that? I was two years old. That was in 1991. Alex as a two year old at this Catholic baptism pushing over other kids. <laughs> that was my cousin, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. That video is hilarious. You can find that on our Facebook or you can find a video of two Alex just posted of, of the Skype call we do with my kids. So you can see my kids, they're talking to Santa, hash, or Alex. because I, I almost said hashtag Alex. It's too freaking late. Anyway. I'm tired. Well, let's not keep the listeners up any later than we want to be up. So we love you guys. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, yeah, again, thank you, pastors, for joining us. Absolutely. Uh, maybe we'll make it down to Indiana sometime. We can have uh, a non-alcoholic, in quotation marks, <laughs> drink sometime. All right. Love you guys. Talk to you later. Yeah. Bye.